Hi, I'm Sven Svinen and you're listening to the Functional Tennis Podcast. Welcome to the Functional Tennis Podcast. I'm Fabio Molly, your host. Today I chat to Sven Swimin. Sven works for the Swiss Tennis Federation and is the coach of the up-and-coming 19-year-old lefty Swiss player Dominic Stricker, who you're going to hear more of over the coming months and years. Dominic's risen to 155 in the world just after roughly 18 months finishing his junior career, where he was a French Open Grand Slam finalist and winner in the singles and doubles. Sven talks about his junior days, trained at the Swiss Federation with no other than Roger Federer, then deciding to go to college, give the pro tour a go, and then getting the opportunity to work with the Swiss Tennis Federation in a new role. He also tells us insights into Dominic. Before we kick things off, a shout out to our podcast sponsor, Slinger, who make the awesome portable ball machine, the Slinger Bag. Head over to slingerbag.com to check out their new site where they have updated everything. They have a community section with drills ensuring you get the most out of your Slinger Bag. There's weekly tips there from their team of pros, coaches, and experts. If you have any questions about the Slinger Bag, let me know. I've been using one for nearly two years now, and they're awesome, and I can help you out. So here we go. Let's get chatting to Sven. Hi, Sven. Welcome to the Functional Tennis Podcast. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. How are you? I'm very good. Excited to hear about your tennis journey, your career, and your work at the Swiss Tennis Federation and the great work you're doing today with some great players or great player, but I know you work with so many. So maybe you can start off just telling our listeners a bit about you, your early tennis days, and you played a bit of college tennis as well. That's true, yeah. Uh, well, it all started through a school friend, actually. He convinced me to try uh, tennis when I was seven or eight years old. My parents weren't involved in tennis at all, so I was like, yeah, I give it a try. Uh, I went to the local club with my school friend and uh, tried it out, and uh, I fell in love with tennis. And since then, then I'm actually still uh, involved in tennis, yeah. Then I started to, to take some lessons also in tennis because I loved it so much, wanted to go be- uh, get better and sort of try to, to beat uh, my school friend, which was impossible at the beginning. But then uh, I really got into it, got better. And then when I was 14, I actually got selected to the federation to join them with, with Roger, actually. We, we have the same age. So we both uh, went to Lausanne. In those days, it was still in Lausanne, the Swiss Tennis Federation. And uh, we both went there and spent two great years uh, over there. And then... It, after that, I think that would be in 97, the whole federation moved to Biel, where it still is today. And I finished up school uh, in, in Biel. And then, uh, like you said, I started to play uh, some college tennis also. Nice. And going back to your younger days, I only realized that after speaking to you today that you're the same age group as Roger, Did doing a bit of research. Quickly tell us, what was he like growing up? What was it like living with him? Was he as competitive as ever? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it was it was a funny time, you know. We those two years when we were fourteen to sixteen, we spent a lot of time together. Uh, we were in the same class, but yeah, just normal kids, you know. Not maybe not always so serious like he is today. Uh, 
we also had uh, our stuff we did which wasn't always so professional maybe but and he was also struggling the first year you know uh, it was uh, both for us it was uh, in french the whole school and all the practices we had to to learn french which wasn't so easy for us at the beginning and he was really uh, homesick also the, the first year when we were down in lausanne but after that, after the struggle he had the first year, he, he really started to take off uh, the second year and, and never looked back. Then they improved, improved, improved. And how did you do against them in practice sets? Yeah, in the beginning, uh, I was able to get some wins uh, here and there. But then uh, after 15, uh, he was getting uh, too strong for me and then uh, was getting tough and uh, had no chance anymore. Do you still bring it up the odd time if you speak to him? You remember those days where he used to kick your ass? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's great to talk about those times. You know, we were 14, 16 around there and then when we see each other uh, we talk about those times always about the funny stories we have and uh, it's always great to to remember those those times when you were were kids and why do you think he excelled say after the first year he, he really started you know maybe the gap got bigger between you and him is there any specific reason that stands out to you looking back well it was always he was always considered really talented you you were able to see it already already when he was young you know and but then uh, he, he was still uh, struggling a little bit like with the backhand you know uh, the people uh, when he was small he, he didn't have so much strength you know to to hit it that well but uh, but it didn't really matter to him you know he, he just believed in his tennis really and then he kept on swinging that racket and uh, he, he believed in himself and, and did it. He kept on going and then he really started to improve so fast. You know, it was, uh, was crazy. And the rest is history, as they say. Yeah, exactly. So you did a stint in college. Where about were you in the States? Um, yeah, that was, it was interesting. Uh, a friend of mine, he, he went to the University of Oregon. So I got in contact with the coach and then uh, I started talking with him and I felt it was a, was a good fit. And then I saw that they're in a great conference, you know, in the Pac-10 it was, now it's the Pac-12. I mean, with the schools like UCLA and USC, Stanford also, all those big schools. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, it was was really a good fit. And I decided to go to, to this university in Oregon. And it was a great time, you know. And that sometimes it's a little less famous school, maybe tennis-wise. But for me, it was, was a great fit because, uh, you know, you, you're able to, to grind your, your way up in, in the lineup. And then you play those uh, big schools, you know. Uh, you have some tough, tough opponents. I played... Uh, one of your Irish uh, buddies, uh, Connor Nyland, oh, you know, wow. uh, I think I played him once or twice uh, in college. So, uh, yeah, it was uh, was great to, to have those great op opponents and, and, and it made me a better player as well to play against those uh, good players. Well, I only saw Connor the weekend. Our club just play Wimbledon in an annual fixture. Every second year it's here and then the other years it's in Wimbledon. And yeah, he had his work cut out. It was a tough day at the office. The women brought yeah, over yeah. a good team. But so your time in college, are they the, the, the Mighty Ducks or are they just called the Ducks? Yeah, we call them sometimes Mighty also. Yeah, if they, if they do well, you know, but uh, usually it's just the, just the Ducks. Yeah. Nice. And so you did your four years over there or three or four years and then you decided to give the pro game 
a little shot. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, I, I started to improve a lot in college. I, I played well. I got better and better. And then uh, after college, I was like, hey, uh, why not give it a try? You know, and then uh, I started to play uh, professionally for two years or at least try to. I was mainly on the on the future uh, tour played some challenger and yeah i got to around 450 i think in the atp ranking but then uh, yeah you I, I was kind of old already i was around 25 26 you know and then you start uh, maybe doubting and then swiss tennis came the federation made me a great offer to to start coaching you know so uh, then after that i was like okay i give it another shot for a couple months but uh, that was the end already, you know, you start thinking about it uh, in your head, you can't play freely anymore. And then uh, I decided to take the offer, uh, which was great. You know, uh, I got to, got into co- coaching with the Swiss Federation, which was great. And at that time, where was the Swiss Federation? Was it still in Lausanne or had it moved? No, then then it moved already uh, to Biel in, in Switzerland, where it, where it still is, yeah. What sort of size was the Swiss Federation? How many coaches are there? What's the training center like? In Biel, yeah, it's getting bigger and bigger, actually. You know, it started pretty small with five indoor courts, you know, and, and, and four outdoor courts. But now we're expanding a little bit. You know, we, we, we they built uh, the arena where we play the Davis Cup uh, in it. They have three courts also in there. We, we added a hard court outdoor and uh, two two more clay courts, so it's getting bigger and bigger. Uh, we added some housing also for the players, so it's expanding. And and also the team of coaches, uh, it's great. It's also getting a, a little bit bigger. You know, right now we have like four tennis coaches. We have the head coach. We have two conditioning coaches. Then we have some people uh, in charge of the under fifteen which is great also. So yeah, it's uh, it's a good good team. I like to work there. And what was your first role when you arrived at the Federation? Yeah, that was, uh, was, uh, that was the first time I tried something uh, like that uh, with a player, you know, who came from the, from the future level, you know. So uh, in the beginning, I was kind of three years assistant coach, you know, which was, I learned really a lot about uh, coaching, you know, I did all the education and stuff in Switzerland. But then I also got to work with all the national coaches, you know, which was great. We, we had different coaches in, in that time span of the three years and, and I got to know them all and was able to pick all the good stuff, you know, I, I learned from them, you know, and I, and I tried to, hey, w- what is the strength of this coach? What what does the, does does he do well? And uh, I mean, it was it was really a great experience and, and get to know this this whole coaching business. And were you working with like under tens, twelves, under eighteens, a mixture of ages or just specific ages? No, that was also the good part. You know, I, I saw everything. You know, I I, I went to. To uh, Ticino, where we always have every year a camp for the 12, 13 years old. So I saw that. But then I, on the other hand, I was also on the road with the juniors under 18. Then all those summer cups, uh, winter cups under 16 I was doing. But then we also had some uh, pros playing uh, Challenger and Future. So uh, I saw saw it all, which was, was really good, great to see all those segments, you know, of of, of coaching it's a good mix and so more recently you've been obviously it's well documented you're working with Dominic Stricker who had a 
good end to his junior career. Roland Garros champion. I'm not sure what his actual ranking is. And also Christian Bull, is that his Chris Christian Bull, is that his name? Or Leonardo Riedel, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Leonardo, yeah. Sorry, Leonardo uh, yeah, Riedel. They, they were both uh, at the Federation, you know, Leandro and Dominic, and, and then also Jerome Kim. This was, was like oh, in yeah. 19. We were in charge of that group, you know. It was a great uh, group dynamic, you know. They were, were pushing each other uh, to, to a good level, and uh, they were all playing juniors, Grand Slams, which was great, you know. And then, uh, yeah, in, in Paris... They played the final against each other, which was uh, really special, you know, uh, two Swiss guys in the final. It never happened before. So that was great to see those guys battling it out, uh, which was special. Also was uh, Dominic never won against Leandro. The record was like uh, 0-9. So he he never won. And then uh, in the final of uh, Paris, he plays this unbelievable final, uh, plays a great match and, and wins it. And then after that, yeah, it really started to take off a little bit for Dominic. You know, he got a really confident booth. Uh, he got invited also to the Nito ATP Finals in London, where he was a hitting partner, which was an unbelievable experience for him and, and also for me, you know, to, to see those top eight guys practice and, and what they do, which was great. And then after that, he also got invited again for a second time to Dubai, to practice uh, with Roger again. And then uh, he was well prepared, I would say, to, to play his first year on the on the Pro Tour. And were you, obviously, going back to Roland Garros, were you in the box? How did you maintain neutrality? Yeah, well, it was actually, then I was already more one-on-one -one with uh, Dominic. So I, I was alone with him. And uh, Leandro, he, he chose to go uh, more private with one coach after the pandemic it was, after the, the lockdown we had in Switzerland. Then the group kind of split up and I, I was then in charge of Dominic alone. But it was still, obviously, because I worked a lot with uh, Leandro, it was also a, still a special situation uh, for all of us. This podcast is brought to you by ASICS Tennis. ASICS is a Japanese company founded in 1949 with the purpose of giving more people the opportunity to experience how sport and movement can have a positive impact on mental well-being. They just launched their most innovative tennis range ever. Get the new Cord FF3 Novak or Gel Resolution 9 at ASICS.com. ASICS Tennis have also just launched their new Cord FF3 Novak, the only tennis shoe designed with Novak Djokovic input. To learn more about ASICS, visit their website www.asics.com. And when Dominic went to Dubai with Roger, were you over there as well? Yeah, I was. I was, yeah. With Roger, it's always great always to to be there in Dubai to, to see his practices and uh, how he also tries to help out the, the young kids, you know, just, uh, focus on himself. Of, of course, he, he does his practices on, on his behalf, but uh, he, he still takes the time and tries to give those kids some advice that, that can help them improve, which is... Uh, Obviously, great, great for us. Was was there a reason he he told Dominic to yet improve his serve? And a big part of Dominic served really well in Roland Garros and helped him win the title. Yeah, exactly. That was one big advice Roger gave him. You know, try to keep improving your serve. You know, he said it's good, but if you want to make it 
on the men's side, it, it really needs to get better your surf. You know, don't be happy uh, how you surf. And uh, and now it's one one of the big strengths of Dominic, his surf. You know, he improved it a lot. For me as a coach, uh, it helps, obviously, if, if you have a Roger who, who can uh, give you some advice as well, which is great, you know, and that I'm really thankful for. It, it's good if you can ring, ring Roger and ask for a bit of advice. But what takeaway did you get from being there and watching, you know, Roger train, working with his team, working with Dominic? For you, what did you leave Dubai saying, okay, I'm going to try and use that a bit more, do that a bit more? Yeah, the one thing that always inspires me when you see those uh, practices which with Roger is, is his passion he has for the for the game, you know. It's it's unbelievable. Still now, you know, now he's like 40 years old. Uh, he's, he's still working on his comeback and uh, that's that's just a great motivation for, for me and also for the players, you know, to to see this guy uh, doing so so well and and being so uh, Focused also in the practices, you know, that's the other part. His on and off switch is just amazing. You know, he can be relaxed, uh, talk about anything on the bench, you know, when he has the short break. But then uh, after he, he steps up, it's again full focus uh, on the tennis, you know, and, and, and he tries still to get better even with uh, 40 years old, you know, he's still trying to improve his game. And obviously, Dominic must be quite serious as well when the on switches on because Roger's not going to invite you back if you're not fully committed. Yeah, that's that's true. Obviously, uh, I remember the, the first time when they were in Dubai, he invited all three of them to practice there. They were really nervous at the beginning, you know, but then uh, after a while that they, they see how, how relaxed he also is and, and he's there also to help them and, and then they start to, to play their level. And, and obviously, if you have Roger on the other side, you, you will keep your focus. Yeah, yeah. And going back to Dominic quickly, he's under the support of the Swiss Federation, is he completely? Yeah, he is. Uh, he is. He's, he's still uh, with the Federation, you know, now he, because we don't have so many uh, players in his ranking, you know, so I'm really occupied with him but uh, we said as a federation yeah he's still young we we, we need to keep uh, supporting him and, and that's what we do you know we, we try to, to help him out still uh, as good as we can you know and does big Stan ever swing by uh, with Stan he also practiced already yeah he's also working uh, on his comeback now but they're also, you know, uh, that's great of those two Swiss champions, you know, that they're, they care about uh, what's coming next. You know, I think that's, that's great to have those two champions care about the juniors, you know, when they're in Switzerland. They always uh, call and say, hey, uh, do you have some juniors who can practice with us? And then uh, we go either... We drive to Zurich, where Roger often practice, or uh, Stan likes to practice uh, in Geneva or in Lausanne, you know, and, and from Biel, uh, it's not so far, you know, and then we drive down there and, and have some great practices with those two champions and try to get to know them and try to get some tips from them, of course. Nice. And Dominic's ranking as 150. What's the, the goal by the end of the year? What would you as the coach be happy with? Yeah, it's it's funny always, you know. Uh, last year, 
uh, he, he started the year with nothing. He was like thousand something, you know, and then uh, we said, uh, hey, at the end of the year, it would be great if he would be top 500, you know, and then in March, he wins the challenger in Lugano and, and has, the, has achieved the, the goal already, you know. And this year, it's funny enough, uh, we said uh, it would be great if you would be 150 uh, at the end of the year. Now he's getting close, but uh, yeah, we would still be happy uh, if he would be around there at the end of the year because now it's the new situation also for him a little bit with defending points. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's again a little bit new situation for him. You have to get to, used to it. Okay, uh, how is he going to handle this one? But yeah, it's already great that he can play the qualities of the Grand Slams and then you go step by step, try to, to get uh, obviously to the main draw of the Grand Slams like everybody else also wants to. And what date is, is Lugano back on this year? Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be in March also, so it's coming up. So uh, I'm going to wonder uh, how he's going to do. It will be a nice and challenging time, obviously. We'll, we'll know in a few weeks. But So you're with him all the time. You're training at camp you travel with him do you really enjoy the traveling yeah i do i mean for this job you you kind of uh, need to like the traveling you know if not you're uh, in the wrong uh, job i would say you know of course it's sometimes uh, it can be long the road but it's kind of part of the job you know now we just came back from australia and the us we, we literally went around the world you know we <laughs> We flew to Dubai, then we Dubai, uh, Melbourne, and then from Melbourne we went straight to LA once around the world, basically, and then uh, played the two challenger there in the US, and then we went back to Europe. So it was a long road trip, but uh, we had some fun times also, and uh, obviously it's great if you finish uh, with some good results. That always helps, you know. Yeah, and you just had Davis Cup there last weekend. W- were you at the event? No, this time not. Uh, I have also small kid so this this time i was like uh, he had school holiday so i was like I, I need to teach some skiing now not tennis this time so uh, i teach him some skiing which was uh, great because we had the great weather and, and everything was, was also good yeah you bring your young kids out skiing is it or you're a ski instructor no, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to just, <laughs> just uh, show him a little bit how to how to get down. Yeah, that's it. But I'm, I'm not an expert at all. And will your kids be skiers or tennis players? <sighs> Tough to say. We'll see. We'll see. Whatever he likes. Right now he's in uh, track and field. He does some track and field uh, stuff. So uh, maybe he chooses that. We'll, we'll see. Whatever, whatever he likes. No pressure. And I only noticed this after I got because I, I spoke to you the other day. I got off the call and I was like, wait, I have Sven's number in my phone here already. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really strange. I was like, mm-hmm. then I looked at the message. I was like, wait, he bought camera mounts from us. Yeah, yeah exactly. I didn't uh-huh. connect those dots. Did you use them? Are they any good now? I could get myself into trouble here, but were they used? Yeah, I, I like to, to, to see uh, what you all do. And it's an amazing job, I think you do. Uh, and I like the, the product, you know. Uh, it's always, I think the video stuff is getting more important. And I think it's important that the, those young kids see themselves play also. And sometimes it's tough to find some good amounts to hang up those cameras and, and stuff so uh, so i saw your, your product and i saw you got a new one also so maybe i need to order uh, <laughs> i need to order the new one as well exactly yeah so uh, maybe i need to check that one out as well uh, maybe it's even better yeah great and yeah, no, that, that's that's good it was just so funny because sometimes we've these good connections and i don't even know i have these mm-hmm. like great connections already mm-hmm. so uh, I, was, I was delighted to see that but 
let's end it. What bit of advice do you have for players? You've worked with a lot of juniors. Obviously, mm-hmm. you played Federer as a junior. You know him. You work with a Dominic who's risen from zero to 150, let's say, in just over a year and a half, roughly. Mm-hmm. Grand Slam, junior champion. What advice do you have for other juniors out there? What's important, apart from passion, what do you think is really important that they need to know and understand? Yeah, for the younger kids, you know, what, what I realize sometimes is a little bit this this free play, you know. Um, they take a lot of group lessons, private lessons, you know, and sometimes they forget a little bit to, to play on their own, you know. I think especially the younger kids, you know, go out there and, and do some stuff on your own, you know, whatever it is, play some mini tennis, play some free points, hit some uh, hit some balls against the wall, whatever, you know. It doesn't always have to be... Uh, yeah, a lesson, you know, just go out there, have some fun with your friend. Uh, that's then you also improve, you know. And then maybe another thing for the younger kids I sometimes see in Switzerland is maybe the tournament support, you know, maybe it's, you see a lot of parents there, you know, but maybe I don't know if in other countries it's different, but in Switzerland sometimes, you know, the coaches maybe don't see so many matches of the kids, you know. I think that would be one point. Uh, which is really important to because it's another uh, it's another player if he plays matches you know so I think that's really important and then more on the coaching side would be maybe really know your game you know know your strengths you know how do you win your matches you know we sometimes as coaches also focus maybe too much on the weaknesses and it would be better to hey how does this guy or this kid win the matches, you know, and try to, yeah, for example, like with Dominic, you know, he, he had a good serve, but uh, was it good enough? No, uh, you, you need to, to build it. You really need to build the strengths and, and then you can start winning matches with, with, with that stroke, you know, and, and don't focus too much then on your weak, weakness, you know, you just have to find the good balance, you know, of course you have to work also on the weaknesses sometimes, but don't get stuck focusing on the weaknesses, I would say. Nice, thank you. And just speaking about Dominic and working on the serve when he made that commitment, is that just every day showing up with a plan, of course, hitting like balls, 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 and obviously evaluating with you back and forth. And there's just that number one focus every day on improve this serve. Yeah, I, I would say so. Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, he, he and also the location we worked on a lot. You know, he, he was struggling a little bit to to hit uh, some locations. You know, he, he was using almost too much uh, the lefty slice serve a little bit. You know, I couldn't really hit the other spots, and that was one main focus. Hey, you need to start hitting those other spots. You know, if not, you you get they read you too well. You know, and and then uh, after he started doing that he realized oh i'm getting some more free points and then he started to believe in it and he he kept on working on it nice well sven thank you very much for jumping on really appreciate it and you hope you you. successful year and obviously now you're just about crushed the 150 so hopefully you can change that to at least top 100 let's see all right yeah thanks a lot thank you hope you enjoyed that episode some insights into sven dominic and roger I'll be back next week. And until then, go out there, play some tennis. If you found this episode great or good or you really enjoyed it, please share it to your tennis community. Thank you. Bye.